What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. Here we go, the templated spiel coming up. Hello and welcome to the What Is This Behaviour podcast, a show where free South Asian... That's not the templated podcast. Where free South Asian creatives, currently based in London, speak to other South Asian people around the world going against the grain in order to redefine what it means to be South Asian in this day and age, which is limitless. I mean, that's my templated intro anyway. Your hosts are me. Ruben Christian, working as an edutainer. My brother Aaron Christian is a filmmaker. And Almas Badat, who's a DJ director and all-round creative polymath. Now, if you are a regular listener, thank you for your patience here. I mean, it's February 2022. Um, and in January, we only put out one episode. So thank you for your patience. We've just decided to prioritize self-care. And there was a lot going on in January, man. So, yeah. Thank you for bearing with us and welcome back. If you are new, how we tend to work is one week we'll do an episode with us three as three hosts, just talking about stuff that we find intriguing or that we'd like you guys to know about or get in on the conversation with. And then the next episode, which is usually two weeks later, is with a guest. And today we've got a guest episode. And geez, is it an interesting episode, man? Because we're talking about sex, baby. We're talking about shame and pee. We're not, well, we're not talking about pee. I mean, if we gave Poppy half a chance, she would have probably talked about pee, piss, play, yellow rooms, all that kind of, <laughs> all that kind of sexy stuff. But we didn't get into that fetish. Now, for those that don't know Poppy J, she's a radio presenter, a podcast host, an investigative journalist and a producer known for her thought-provoking documentary work. She's done all sorts of stuff on TV. She's presented BBC Three's Young and Sterile, where she spoke to young people volunteering to be sterilised. She's done Drugs Map of Britain, where she produced and presented reports on recreational class A drug use. And in the BBC Two series Hospital, she covered issues around health and has also reported for Vice on people leaving Islam. So she's done a whole heap of work that is close to her heart in the game. But for this episode, what I think is super important is her work (laughs) in the podcast space. She's the co-host of the BBC Asia Network podcast entitled Brown Girls Do It Too alongside Rubina Pabani and this podcast oh jeez if you're new to it please go and check it out and I'd love you I'd love to hear your thoughts on it man this is the uh, the little kind of like copy that sits on Spotify and um, and the iPlayer for most Asian girls openly chatting about sex is firmly off limits enter Poppy Rubina and friends I think you get the gist we chat about everything from sex, shame, tough family dynamics, right through to woke wanks. Buckle up, but turn your volume down, especially if you're in public. And let's talk about sex with Poppy J. Ooh. What is this behavior? For everyone that's just joined us now, um, or we've joined you, I don't know which way, like, you know, we'd say it. Have we joined us? You've joined us. Whatever it is, we're here together in the podcast audio world. We can't see each other because on what is this behavior? We don't have video recording. 
um and everyone's feeling really relaxed so i am lying on my bed and the mic well, is resting know. on I'm my bit, stomach i'm a bit nervous about this mess oh okay aaron is <laughs> nervous, yeah. nervous. Think, so you know what you that? know what though can you for, contextualize it for poppy for as well context, for context yeah poppy, yeah yeah um we we had a we had an episode <laughs> recently which was around like it wasn't even just around sexual questions was it it was, it was a confession like confessionals episode. for confessionals game and dear Lord, was I tense. And, <laughs> and I think they sabotaged my questions, to be honest. What? So, um, yeah, no, Aaron, is, you can't. That I was the one episode stand from we different did. Frame. That was the one episode we did do on video yeah. and Ruben could not cheat. So, but you, it just, yeah, yeah we were yeah, watching yeah, Ruben yeah, yeah, pull yeah, the cars yeah, yeah, yeah. and Aaron was really trying to stay away from, <laughs> Aaron was trying <laughs> to stay away from the sex questions, but the sex questions Aaron, kept on finding him. What, what is your, what is your hesitancy in uh, answering some of the sex questions? Oh, you shit, know, a really good, Aaron's really good, go. yeah, a really good question because actually <laughs> this week, or actually the last two weeks with my therapist, this is something that we've been talking about, um, which is just diving into sexual history and why I think I'm a bit of a prude and stuff. So is this super, super relevant? I'm going to bring this into my therapist, which is my session tomorrow, actually. She gave me a big questionnaire. So I don't know. I don't have the answer for you, Poppy. I think I've got to dive into that and hopefully this episode yeah. will uncover okay. some stuff. So um, when I say I'm tense, I'm kind of like, Ruben and Mass feel like they've got... Um, I know where they stand with their stuff and I don't know where I stand on my stuff. So yeah, it's going to be funny. Well, it's all part of the journey and, and growing. Like, listen, I, I didn't even, if someone had said to me seven years ago, Pops, you're going to be on a, you're going to be co-hosting a sex podcast. I would have laughed in their face. I was like, I'd be like, don't be ridiculous. Also, my parents would kill me. What's wrong with you? I'm mm. a big, I'm, I'm an Asian girl. I've, I've done, I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm, I'm doing current affairs. I'm doing something respectable. Mm. I would have laughed in their face. Um, but my <laughs> mantra in life is never say never. And life takes you through many twists and turns. And as I said earlier, um, Rubina, my co-host from Brown Girls Do It Too, and I never, ever thought that we'd, 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 we'd sort of turn into these accidental sex anarchists. And we're by no <laughs> means, we're not fucking... We're not fucking experts. Like, please, we're not sex experts. Literally, we're not experts. Not fucking experts. Yeah, we're not fucking experts. Like, honestly, and it's and it's and it's lovely that we get invited, and it's great. We love it, and that we get invited as brown women to talk about, you know, sex and relationships as opposed to reading the news or you know playing the Taliban's wife. It's great and it's refreshing, but um, we're not gurus. We're not uh, sex psychologists. In fact, in series one and two. Um, we often intermittently give out a disclaimer saying, please, we're not, you know, seek no. actual medical <laughs> advice. Don't follow us. Yeah, don't follow our advice either. Yeah, yeah don't follow us. Yeah. And also we'd be, we'd, be talking about us, we'd be talking about our sex books and be like, don't do that, hun. Don't do that, hun. Don't do that. Yeah, trust um, me. We've tried it. Don't do it. We do, yeah, we tried it. Don't do it. So um, it's, been, it's been really interesting. Like the last three years, two, three years, it's just, wow, I, I, I couldn't even... Some real surreal moments in our careers where we're like, how the fuck did we end up here? Mm. But we're embracing it. So it's mm. all good. But maybe that's why your audience connect with you guys so much, right? Like maybe they're not seeking experts and they're seeking conversations that maybe reflect internal conversations. I don't know. But that's a cool no, I, I think I think there's some there's definitely some truth in that because when we have women especially sliding into our DMs, they're like <laughs> You know, you are. I wish I had this when I was younger. Mm. You know, this. You, you guys are. It's almost like um, 
being at a girl's sleepover and talking about all the things that you probably weren't allowed to talk about if you're a young Asian girl, certainly with your cousins and with your mates. And and so I think to borrow Rubina's quotes, and I often do that because she comes out with real excellent one-line zingers, um, <laughs> because there wasn't a space for brown women to talk about sex in the way we do, we want to be so ostentatious and so over the top and just stick mm. some dynamite on the door and just fucking blow it open. <laughs> yeah, you've just clearly like, done that, man. We've clearly done that. And then the next generation... <laughs> The Gen Z and younger can find a, a middle ground where it's uh, not accept not acceptable, but you know where they're in their comfort zone. We have taken yeah. everyone out of their comfort zone because you know why? Mm. We women, brown women, don't talk about sex. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they do now, but historically they haven't. And so we were like, "Fuck this! If we're going to do this, we're going to do this properly, and we're just going to go gung ho. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Subscribe somewhere else. It's really simple. Mm. Um, so that's that was kind of our idea. But when we first started, honestly, we thought six girls in Bradford would listen to it and that'd be the end of that. And then, you know, <laughs> honestly, we were like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their partners would complain. And their partners would complain. <laughs> yeah. and, but this is the beauty of podcasts. And this is why I love that you guys are not visual because it's, um, you know, you find your tribe and you find your community and it's so private. Like, you could mm. be in the living room and the imam is right next to you and you're listening to us talking about yeah. all sorts of filth and he has no idea. Mm. All he knows, you could be listening to a nasheed and just doing a zikr to us. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's deeply personal and it's deeply private and you can listen to us wherever the fuck and no one will know so so i quite i quite like we like that you know it's like a secret little community that we've we've started if it wasn't part of the plan initially when did it start to materialize in your head as a potential thing to explore what do you mean and like why like as it as in the sex like exploration through the podcast generally Considering your background is investigative journalism and whatnot, and you've touched yeah, some really it, serious topics. It's really funny because I think the way the Asian Network did it, I can imagine like the, the, the boardroom, the brainstorm is like, what three brown girls do we know that have got that are gobshites and can just say whatever the fuck they yeah. want? And our, my name was in the hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, and it's one of those things, I, I work in TV and you're constantly pitching, like I'm a director, you're constantly pitching and you know trying to get things commissioned and you know, you throw a hundred tomatoes at a wall and maybe one and a half stick. Uh, but this was the other way around. I sort of got cast for it, if, if you see what I mean. And then... Oh, wow. How do you feel about that? How about being a gobshite? <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. But a gobshite that they think would clearly speak about sex. You know, initially when the producer called me, I was like, oh, man, what? And then I realised I'm Bengali <laughs> and no one listens to the BBC Asian Network. So I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, that was my like, initial yeah. reason. I was like, oh, fuck it. I may as well do it, right? Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, like, this is why I have a different pseudonym. Like, I have a different alias. My my actual name is not Poppy J. It's Poppy Bagan. Um, now I've told everyone, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard to find. And, and it's not that hard. All my mates are like, you're such a fucking Ben George. Like, how do you, <laughs> like, you, you Google Poppy J and Poppy Bagan comes up and I'm like, yeah. right. Like, like, genu <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, it was so, it was so my 35 plan, cousins hilarious. couldn't find me. It was, like, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm being so clever, yard. And it's yeah. like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I have a different alias, no one's going to know, right? That's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah, so we, we'd never, me and the other two girls had never met ever. We met in the wow. BBC canteen for the first time. And then the second time, I think we met for a drink. And the third time, we like talked about our fannies. And I think this is the wonderful chemistry that we had between mm. the three of us because we were a blank canvas. There's no prejudgment. No one knew mm. anything about each other's 
sex lives. And we don't just talk about sex, it's everything that it encompasses, you know, relationships, mm-hmm. identity, being a brown woman, growing up with no brown role, role models, you know, it's all of that. So um, it was really therapeutic. I, I loved it. And of course, we, we cackled like absolute mother fudges. Like the yeah, whole time yeah you guys are hilarious on that show, man. Like, you're just clearly like, just going in there having an absolute laugh and just riffing it, it yeah. sounds like you've got a clear idea of what you might want to cover and then later on you're like actually we didn't even chat about that we ended up chatting about this and so maybe we should make the episode this i mean that's yeah. our process on the pod and sometimes listening to one or two of your episodes i'm like i wonder if that's also their process series one was that process honestly yeah. we'd be like oh next week should we do about masturbation oh next week should we do about popping our ch- brown cherries and but series two <laughs> <laughs> was a lot more because we had guests we had to be a yeah, bit more sure we had to get our shit together basically right right, right. um and, and and be a lot more organized but series one was very much like um you know going with the flow because i mean it sounds like you created a safe space between you as like the internal team and then season two you brought in guests like when you're talking about intimacy sex health relationships and all that stuff what kind of space or energy are you trying to create for those guests to feel comfortable so we always um would do a briefing with the guests before they come on to Mm. make sure they've they liked our vibe and we liked their vibe and they were comfortable we would never ever make anyone say anything they didn't want to say so that was just kind of figuring out their boundaries and ours Mm. um and then it's just a case of you know, we would ask them, look, what what would you feel comfortable talking about? We always want to reflect on people's personal experiences, first-hand experiences. That always makes, I think, for a stronger listen. Mm. If people can talk about their own their own life experiences, and then we kind of riff based based on on what they want to bring to the table. But what we found really surprising in series two is that um, guests really even even then didn't want to talk about their sex lives in the kind of detail that we did yeah we you could mm. argue we were a bit salacious we were a bit trashy we were you know we we always went we were always ott we always went above and beyond the line uh but i think people really sort of towed that sex line a bit and, and were quite reserved and i hadn't realized that because in my head i'm like if i'm fucking talking about sex this way yeah. everyone else is yeah. but, but but clearly they're not um and I think we just wanted to create a space where women can talk. Look, we're Asian, right? You, well, I think what you guys do is incredible. What is this behavior? You literally hit the nail on the head. Like we are the judgiest motherfucking bastards ever. <laughs> but the, yeah. the idea is we create a space where it is the opposite of that. You know, mm. you you come here, you you talk about whatever the hell you want without any reprisals or any judgment and, you know, you let rip. And And that was kind of the idea. And I think... Because we set that tone, the three of us initially, where, you know, anything, there was a moment in the podcast where I sort of looked at Ravina and I, and I was censoring myself. I sort of did a filter and then she looked at me in the eye and she was like, no, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to do this properly. And you're going to have to be honest. You have to go in and then, and I'm glad, you know, she said that quite early on, like first recording of the first podcast within the first 10 minutes. Um, Mm. And then from that, we just were like, yeah, fuck it. We're going all the way. We're going all the way, ladies. Shit. Mm. All right. Do you know what? I mean, just to contextualize a little bit, for the people that are new to you and your work, like, how would you frame what you do work-wise at the moment? Um, At the moment, I'm a clown. No, I'm joking. Um, So (laughs) I am, I I suppose, like, a lot like uh, a a lot of people of our our age and generation, I'm, like, (laughs) a a, a multi-hyphenate hustler, you Mm. know? 
Um, jack of all trades master of none you know i'm a director Mm. i'm a podcaster i'm a reporter i'm like whatever the fuck you want me to be if you pay me you know what i'm saying so (laughs) um get that money man get that money honey um but at the so so i am one half of um brown girls do it too which is a podcast about brown uh female uh experiences sexual experiences but under that we talk about i believe everything from sex relationships identities our daddy issues our mummy issues our issues with mother-in-laws growing up in in the uk what it means to be british asian i don't think that we leave any stone uncovered mm. and so and and we do that again borrowing another rabina line zigger what does she say she says we're lowbrow trash and masquerading is highbrow talk <laughs> yeah she's you guys I are love the game, man no, yeah. she's amazing. Like, I, I mean, she's just, trash, she's, you know. yeah, lowbrow, lowbrow trash masquerading as highbrow chat. I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> dyslexic, so it could be also the other way. She listened to this and she'd be like, oh, fucking hell, Poppy, you fucked it up again. Because I always do this. <laughs> yeah, I, always, I would, um, I would say it's the other way round. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right, actually. I think <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean? You've just <laughs> what, done such a disjustice. Masquerading as lowbrow trash. Yes, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, babes. I think that's exactly what it is. I think yeah, that's exactly it is because the access, yeah. the access point, it seems like oh, trashy sex talk, but really, if you just sat with it, you guys are navigating some depth as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your research on you, you've obviously you done it. bits. No, yeah, Please don't do it. PR for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, this is why she. This is why she should have been on as well. Yeah, this is why she. She's just had a baby. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, she's a ma. She's a ma. How, how old? Oh, congratulations, Rabina mm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the baby. How how old <laughs> is the baby? Congratulations, the baby, for being born. The baby is like. Yeah, man, it's like, out here, made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, the baby, I think, is like t- two weeks old or three weeks oh, old. Oh, proper wow. new. Yeah, really, really new, really, really fresh. Not wow. that kind of fresh. But I'm yeah. looking you, forward have... to, um, to hearing and seeing like how those conversations around intimacy and sex like evolve now like because I've I I mean I haven't had a child and I just wonder like what that looks feels like and yeah just is different like because as a woman like your your body is changing all the time but then you've gone through a massive change you've literally created a human wild yeah she talks yeah. about her, her body just going through so many different changes um, and it's interesting because she obviously is a mum and I've decided not to be a mum because I've given away, I've become an egg donor and I've given away my eggs. And well, we, all of them? No, 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 you don't give away all of them. Like you, oh. you make, you make eggs. But, um, <laughs> hey, the, the, the people at the clinic were like, you're, you're great, man. You, you've got so many eggs to give. And I'm like, I know, I'm yeah. just like, I'm egg making. You're just machine. spraying out eggs. Do you know Honest what? Get God. that money, man. <laughs> no, so I am Asian. No, so I, I decided. I'm joking. To, uh, um, no, it's not. I, you get paid to give. There's yeah. not enough Asian yeah, egg donors, by the way. So um, they were loving. They were loving me, uh, and they were like, "You get paid seven hundred fifty pounds." But I, I froze some eggs just in case I, you know, change my yeah, mind down if the you line. Change your mind, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Asian, man. I know a good deal when I see one. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is it, man. <laughs> just smashing it. When did you? If you don't mind me asking, when did you make that decision to to not? Have oh, I, well, you have to do it before your thirty fifth birthday. So I, I did it last year. I did it last year in August. <laughs> yeah, because on. On an episode of your pod, you're saying the age of 34 for women is when the relatives are coming in. They're like, they're done. 34? <laughs> I, think, I don't yeah. think I said 34. I'm, it's like 26 if you're a woman. 28. 26. It's a young as I'm well. over the I hill, think, mate. I think, it's, I think times are changing. I, I do think right. times are changing. But like, 
it definitely is younger for sure. Mm, mm. I've been married before, so I don't get it as much. But my sisters are getting it like on like my mum is like Mrs. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice on speed. Wow. She's just constantly like, when you get married, when you get married, when you get married. Um, so but I is it the marriage thing more than the the child thing? Yeah, you can't have a baby out of wedlock, so you have to be married first and then have a girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're clearly one to go against the grain here. So what, like what's your you answers guys. to it? Yeah, well, exactly. My mum, my Yeah, oh would you hit God. you with that? How do you uh, speak to Well, it's, I have a very strained and difficult relationship with my mum. I mean, mm. it's, it's very difficult. I mean, I try to talk to her, but she doesn't really want to hear. She doesn't understand. She's yeah. kind of obsessed, you know. Much mm. like your the name of your podcast, what is this behavior? She's obsessed, like we say in Bengali, which means what all people say, and yeah. that, that is a mantra mm. that she still lives and dies by, despite the fact mm. that we don't live, you know, when we don't live in Tower Hamlets, so, we don't live in Bangladesh, mm. we don't have like a massive Bengali community near us where yeah, yeah. you know, auntie number from number two is peering through a curtain mm. to see what time Poppy's coming home, or I mean, I don't live with my parents, but cool. you know what I mean, we don't have any of that shit, but yet yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a mantra that she like lives and dies by, sadly. Um, and it's just after a while, you just have to look out, look, look out for your own happiness. You can't, I think for so long, I don't know about you guys, but I, I lived for my parents for so long. Mm. Um, and now I, I say now, like in the last 10 years, I've refused to do that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you. It, w and, and when, like during your journey, did you make that decision internally that you're just going to live for yourself a bit more? Oh, um, after I got my divorce. In, when I was okay. 25, yeah, 25, I was just like, right. no more, can't, can't, can't be doing this. Because, you know, you come to the realisation that you could never make them happy. It doesn't matter what you do, you could never make them happy. So yeah. you may as well just march to the beat of your own drum. Which is what yeah, I'm doing. with that, man. Yeah, we, we brought this up on a pod a couple of times as well. I've even had conversations with my parents about it. We brought our parents on the pod as well. And we've like, Really? Kind of, yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. What, do, what, yeah. what episode was that? What did they say? So Father's Day for Dads. Um, mm -hmm. uh, father figures uh, Mother's Day for mums um, But yeah we asked them Loads of questions About their journey And then we were just Kind of like navigating Our differences at certain times In our life and, and I think as we're older And we reflect back We understand a lot more About how human Our parents are as well You know As yeah, opposed yeah. to them Being the all knowing Kind of guides Yeah So it was, it, it was a beautiful Conversation man And we talked especially About that moment When like how did they feel When we just disobeyed everything they said and we just went off and done our own thing and what we were getting a lot of the time when we we're like really decoding it is just fear and worry yeah that's really what it is yeah mm. do you know what i that, mean so that kind of community pressure and shame as well i genuinely think in the, if you took them all individually and put them in a room none of them would actually really appreciate that wider pressure right but i think it's just the thing that they've all just been kind of conditioned to think that the other you know what would other people think yeah but yeah. like i think when i'm speaking to my dad now especially as he's got older and i think so probably for context m our parents migrated from malaysia mm. to the uk and the majority of their family are all over there so my mom has 10 brothers and sisters my dad similar so there's like literally hundreds of cousins so yeah. and i think me and ruben and shanti our sister benefited from not actually having <laughs> that wider family um, so yeah, I guess our parents could kind of contextualize that a little bit more and realize that there's probably benefits without kind of deeping or, or kind of being concerned about the family thing. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, as a generation, generational thing, it's probably something now that a lot of us or all the guests that we speak to kind of realize how, how tough it may have been for them as well. Mm. We're just like, there's such a big, um, shame angle in South Asian culture. Yeah. Definitely. Like it's just 
it's overwhelming i think and mm. it and it enters like so many different parts of like yeah. the way that you look your career your uh partner choice um mm. where you live like you know it's all of these areas and it's, it's driven like by shame isn't it yeah. it really honestly it's, it's like totally I'm, it's totally used as a, a currency in a form of control mm, yeah shame yeah. yeah and an honor and reputation we you know we come from those cultures where those things are so they hold so much weight don't they mm, mm. do you think that's because like a lot of um asian culture is rooted in like bloodlines and caste and class like it do you think it's all is, it, is that the source of it all um i think that's a i think that has a massive part to play mm. but i also think um asian cultures are, well like a lot of cultures like western society i think we're we're still so deeply rooted in misogyny and patriarchy you know yeah even I now it like comes mm, yeah, it comes back to that and we wear it on our you know I'm, I'm not saying other cultures are not of course they are but they're much more um it's 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 a little a little more subtle. We're we're very Ron Silton about our patriarchy and our misogyny. <laughs> I mean, look, look around like we're like mm. even now. I mean, I've cut. I know you was talking about you had a hundred like loads of cousins. I've got loads of cousins, and sadly, oh, that's me. Sorry about that. Um, I've had to cut <laughs> so them. Your mum knows your. No, mom. no, it's my it's mate. Kira. It's my mate. Kira. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she knows her ears are burning. Um, <laughs> but I've had to cut. Sadly, I had to cut all my cousins out of my life, and it's so <sighs> sad. It's so sad. I mean, I don't have a hundred cousins like you, but I've got like 35 and counting. Mm, and mm. they would judge my life. We, I had the best childhood with them growing up. I had an amazing childhood with them growing up. But, mm. you know, we, we went on different paths and they would not be happy with some of the choices I've made. So I've, I've cut them out as a result. But even, you know, even when I used to, even, I mean, I don't go to any cousins' houses now, but even if I did go, like women eat last, Women are always slaving mm -hmm. away in the kitchen. Like yeah, I look that, at that, man. and I look at that, and I'm I I I find it abhorrent, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah. and I just I, I I it makes me so angry. You know, we still have this custom which fucks me off, where the women, you know, women when they're married, they have to live with the with the husband and his family. So her mm. household income is part of their household income. She has to look after the family. I mean, I, look, I know it's different and it's changing, but we still we still have that tradition in the Bangladeshi community. Um, and yeah. it's like a woman's worth is nothing. You know, you marry you marry a woman. She she joins your household. She joins the man's mm. household. So mm. who's looking after her parents? You know what I mean? It's just it's just there's yeah. so many. It's so true. I'm... Who is looking after her parents? Yeah. If if the if the mum and dad had just girls, what would I mean? This is exactly why my parents. I'm one of six, five girls, one boy. I mean, this is exactly why my parents kept on trying because my little brother is uh, would bring home a wife and then they'd have someone to take care of them wow and i said look you need to wake up and smell the bloody chai latte right i don't know why i went with chai latte and i did so just go with me here but i was like when you're doubling continent when you're 87 it's not gonna be my brother's wife that's gonna be washing your ass it's gonna be me so you better treat me like a queen bitch didn't say bitch, didn't say bitch. <laughs> i was gonna say have you said that no um, no i didn't but i was thinking it um and it's yeah sorry no no please continue no, we're all far enough carry on no, 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 honestly, I, I need uh, you, you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to join in on the rage because one of the things that, yes, my family also, not so much now, but the women would eat last. And it, when I was young, like 10 years old, it would mm. really confuse me because I was like, wait, but you've cooked this, all the food. You've mm. laid the table. The men, my little brothers are coming now to eat. And then we clean away your food. And then, mm. and then yeah. I still don't get to eat because then it goes by age. 
So like, yes. and oh then waiting for like yeah, all of yeah, the yeah, aunties yeah. and stuff to yeah. eat. And then I'm the youngest. So then I'm just waiting there watching everyone eat. Like, no wonder I was like overweight because by the time I got to the table, I was just like, I'm hungry. I want to eat everything. <laughs> And then now, <laughs> like best scraps, yeah, up scraps. And, you're and the two, up scraps and, it, and, it, and the, the saucepan doesn't even look that enticing anymore. It looks like yeah, a it's all just the shit dead. Honestly, it? it was just weird because then then we'd all go and like play together, but it was there was just this weird like my guy cousins would have eaten all, yeah. yeah. And what does that do like as a child to Gosh. to to let yeah. you know that actually you're less important? Because that's the yeah, only yeah. thing that it yeah. kind of you're being signaled yeah. left yeah. and center from and it's absolutely totally yeah. I, I, as an when, ab- I, when I see people comfortable in that, like for me, like I even I, I know I've got my I got my own issues. Even people serving me, like it's like I don't know, but like to see people just comfortable sitting down and adhering to that kind of yeah. Uh, maybe I'm judging them and that's just the way they but like I don't know I, I'd feel so fucking uncomfortable like even if I'm going to someone else's house I'm like can I help like I'll get in the kitchen I won't just be sitting down waiting to be served like mm. there's I don't know yeah. it makes it's tr- me it's triggering really for me as well man yeah uh, and Poppy thanks for thanks for sharing that you know like the fact that you mm. cut off from your cousins because I think I mean as outspoken as you are I still think that is that's quite a weighty thing to share and I appreciate that totally and and the question around that is like how do you okay the cousins at the moment are cut off right mm. there must have been a sadness with that when you were doing oh, it or feeling it and and now how do you navigate conversations with the wider family if they feel the same way or do you just not have those conversations no so the, the wider family is my immediate family and right. all of us all of us have cut all of the cousins off like it's okay, done. Wow. And, oh, okay and, so yeah. the brothers and sisters yeah, yeah, yeah. are all still fairly tight yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're tight in that we can spend four hours with each other and then we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, four hours is like, good, man. Yeah. Like most families, like, so, right, like, right. like some family. But, um, um, but we've all made the concerted effort to not talk to them because they're just, they're our age and younger and they're judgy as fuck, man. It's yeah, just like, They've what? been conditioned, man. They've been, and, the, yeah. and it's the aunties and, and honest to God, I, I, I really grieve that relationship because we had so much fun yeah, with them i yeah, had an yeah. amazing childhood and i would never want to i'd never want to uh, i have no regrets about that and i'd never want anything to change but you know there comes a point in life where you you grow up your world becomes much bigger you you know you don't just have bengali friends or muslim friends you know yeah. and i think as a family my siblings were always a bit more open-minded um and they were just you know they're just very traditional you know married young had kids young and there's nothing wrong with that Mm. Um, but then don't pontificate and don't stand exactly. on your soapbox yeah, telling yeah, us yeah, yeah, what's yeah. right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was just toxic as hell. Like it was toxic as fuck. Uh, sadly, my parents, well, they're getting gunned down on this podcast, but like, I do love them, but they have a very difficult relationship with them. And yeah. they're the kind of parents that they're a bit weak, man. Like some auntie would be slagging us off and instead of having our back, they would be, yeah. they would take sides with the auntie. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what you do is, and especially as a woman where you're like Almas was saying, you're open, you're an open target for judgment and shame mm. and it's used as ammunition. So we just cut that line off. We were like, done, it's done. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Um, honestly, you. like, and, and, and I, and I keep throwing the aunties under the bus, you know, the men are, the men maintain it and the women and the men create it and the women maintain, maintain it. Right? it. So, yeah. so they're just, you know, they're just as bad. Maybe perhaps the men are not vocal, but they're the ones with the power. They don't need to be vocal. They've already set the foundations and the laws, right? It's the women who are their little foot soldiers, you know, who internalize the patriarchy as well. Mm. But so we've, we've cut it. So it was, it was that it was this auntie talking to this auntie and my mom and this, that and the other. And I was just like, no, I'm done with that. I can't, I can't be asked anymore. So, and, and my life has been much 
simpler as mm. a result. Mm. But, you know, I talk about all this stuff about our culture. There's so much about our Asian culture that I absolutely love. Mm. Uh, you yeah. know, cousins all coming together and everyone's gossiping and laughing and cackling. Like some of the funniest yeah. people I know are those aunties that I've cut off, you know. And my cousins <laughs> are absolutely yeah. hilarious. Have you been burnt by an auntie? Jesus, like they yeah, should all yeah. be stand-up mm. comedians. They're amazing. <laughs> but, you know, there's so much I miss, but... Um, and I grieve those relationships, but you know, I think I ultimately, I, I definitely feel like I've done the right thing. So yeah, I think yeah. sometimes when we make hard choices, it comes with a whole bag of reprisals. But we yeah. just have to have the courage to keep going in the right direction. So totally, yeah. hats off, man. Like when I, when I kind of visit scenarios, like family gets together or whatnot, and someone elders say something that I just that just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. I'm quite, tr I'm triggered quite easily, right? Yeah. And usually there's an emotive reaction. It's a total shutdown. I'm not having a bar of it. I'm not having it in this space. Like I have to challenge it or mm. I feel I'm going against my values. Yeah. I think I'm a lot better at balancing it now. So if you're ever in those situations, being as outspoken and passionate as you are about the things you stand for, yeah. how do you manage your emotions or, or do you? Or do you just shut people down if you just think it's bullshit that needs shutting down? Well, this is it. I used to always shut them down, but then imagine one <laughs> little old me and versus yeah. 15 it's aunties exhausting. and uncles yeah, yeah, and that, cousins. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And they're constantly replicating. Yeah. And of them. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> yeah. why, that, that's why, I mean, I'd always get into trouble because of my mouth. This is why I always, it's always a bit triggering for me when someone's like, oh, you're too loud. Can you just calm down or just can you turn it down a bit? Because oh, I, I, I had that my whole life. Also, I'm the eldest of six. So I had it my whole life. Okay, and I'm, I'm yeah. curious and I'm nosy and I'd be like, no, why? I want to play outside. I want to do this. I want to do what the boys are doing. Like, why do we have to eat late? Why do we have to eat? You know, mm. I'd question all those things that were just the status quo. You know, you've never questioned it. So I'd always get into trouble. But, you know, slowly, it, you know, I'm a very confident person, but it ebbs away at your confidence. Yeah. When does, your own mother and your own father are gunning you down and the aunties are having a go at you and all your cousins are like that cousin. And you get compared to your cousins all the time. So she's really lovely. Why can't you be obedient like her? You know, so it's all. Be obedient. It, oh, God, this is yeah. true for me. Yeah. yeah. So, it, so it slowly ebbs away at your confidence. But I mean, it didn't. It didn't, you know, if anything, yeah. it made me stronger. But like yeah. when you're growing up through adolescence and you're trying to figure out who you are and all the confusing shit that happens when you're a teenager, um, it, 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 it's just a very mixed up way. You know, it's, it, you're just, you're just yeah. very confused in your thoughts mm. and in your emotions and your and your beliefs. Um, fortunately, though, later on in life, you're like zero fucks given. You know exactly yeah. who you but are. It, yeah. It takes a while to yeah. get there. Though. Takes I, a while I feel a lot of there, us yeah. that, are, that are on that path, choose, choosing ourselves, right, sometimes have to overcompensate mm. with how we put up our barriers and how we fight against it until we get closer to who we are and we're able to level, level it out. And confidence looks a lot quieter and a lot calmer yes. than it did. It could yeah. even look performative to some people when we're in the midst of it at the beginning, you know, mm. putting up the good fight. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I, 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 there's, there's a... There's a, sh there's oh, a sorry to cut you, but just very quickly, oh, I... Um, I would love to be able to be in those circles again because like Ratchet Poppy has to be locked away constantly. So if there was an, <laughs> if there was an uncle or an auntie that said something Ratchet now, Poppy. like if, if, if someone said something right now that was out of order, I would literally, there, there is a lot of rage in me, I've noticed this, and it comes out in the podcast, like I have a massive chip on my shoulder. I really mm. do. Um, about the way Asian boys were treated compared to me, about the double standards, about the hypocrisy about yeah. being, you know, every aspect of my life, and it sounds like, oh, woe is me, was a, it was a, not just for me, but the women in my community, was a struggle. You know, you have to earn, you know, you have to prove your worth three times over. So if, if an uncle or someone said something to me now, or my sisters, or my, my bro, I'd just, I'd, I'd turn into a dragon, and not only would I shut them down, I'd 
actually incinerate them. Yeah. Because this time I, I don't care. You know, before I'd have to save face because my mum would, you know, have a go yeah, at me. Yeah, you yeah, embarrass yeah, me yeah. in front of everyone. You ran your mouth again. Da, 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 da. But now I'm like, don't give well, a Well, you're more, you're more kind of empowered in a way. And, and I think yeah, you can leverage yeah, definitely. it. I guess with, with when you're in those situations, firstly, I think it's probably, do you ever think like, are they even people that are willing to listen to or listen willing to change man. right and i think that's that's that that's such one, a good question i don't know what do you thing. guys think what do you guys think, well, do you I, think I, I was gonna i was gonna ask you out. about your podcast though so like what you know how successful it is and, and and the great work that you're doing do you ever feel or who do you feel are the people that would benefit from your pod because sometimes me ruben almas we, we 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 frame this podcast as south asians going against the grain Mm. We had this thing that. where we I wanted to that. tell our own stories. Mm. But then I guess we sometimes think, well, in terms of like wanting to shape, progressively shape the culture, it's probably the people that don't understand the culture, not from the culture, that would benefit from listening mm. to this. Like yeah, with you and like, your journey on your pod, who 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 do you think are those? Well, are, are for they a men? start, you know? no wider community, no extended family should listen to my podcast ever. <laughs> like number I'd one. I'd beg to differ there. Number one, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, you give me heart palpitations now, the idea of a cousin or someone listening to it. I'm like, you know they've heard but stuff. But wouldn't, Poppy, wouldn't they be the people right? that you'd want, want to listen to it, though? Like, really and truly. Yeah, yeah. So the people you're that so right. That's where the good work right? is done. Yeah, no, you're, you're, that's a really good question. Um, I would love for uh, brown men to listen to it and yeah. older brown women. And, and fuck it, let's go for the hat trick. Older brown men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the last boss, man. But you know, yeah. you say that I have come across younger men, yeah. sort of our age and younger, who yeah. hold starting, like, like surprisingly yeah, traditional yeah. values. Like, if you speak to my old man, fair play. Like, he's old, whatever. He, he'll 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 think that way. He'll be inclined to think that way. And that's that. You know, I'm not justifying it, but he's old, right? It's from that generation, um, which I know we use that as an excuse, but it is what it is. But I meet men my age and younger. I mean, we get so many trolls. For, for doing really? I was about to ask you, yeah, like, that question, insane. and then managing that bullshit. Imagine that. I thankfully, because of the aunties, have the thickest motherfucking skin you could ever imagine. Like, I actually find the cusses hilarious. I could learn. What are they saying, man? Oh, it's jokes. Some of them are really funny. Some of them are really witty. Some of them are just dumb as fuck. And it's men, and it's women, and it's the usual. Like, it's like three yeah. tears. You know, you're a slut. You're a whore. And then it's like, it, 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 and then we get custom how we look. Um, and then it's a kind of, you know, the BBC kind of get it in the neck as well. Like, are we paying our TV license for this? What is this? Um, yeah. So it's like... <laughs> don't I love that impression. So don't tune in, man. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Sorry, man. <laughs> Carry um, on, sorry. But we, we get... No, no, I like the fact that you're feeling the rage with me. So we get loads of trolls, which, you know, I'm... I am... I just, it doesn't bother me. But I know it's it's bothered the other girls. So it's, and it's just me. It's just me. But it's the cult. It's part and parcel of being a yeah, is, you know man. quote unquote public figure. You know people are, will troll you, and that's that's that's. Do you know what some, some of these trolls, especially the men, they'll be trolling you, but they'll be they'll be wanking with one hand, fingering yeah, their ass yeah, on yeah, porn yeah, yeah, for yeah, six yeah, hours yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah, 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 totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get absolutely. Out of here, man. <laughs> we're, we're, absolutely. <laughs> we are definitely and I'm sure for some we're like hate wank you know targets yeah yeah rage wanks yeah, rage wanks yeah, yeah. oh, hate wanks what's rage wank yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I hate I did a smashing rage wank yeah. Ru- Ruben you, what man, is a rage wank 
What is a rage wank? You don't know? Oh my god! Please, I don't know please what don't. a rage wank is, man. Come it's, on. It's, re- it's releasing. It's releasing anger and frustration through sexual energy, and the vessel in, in this scenario is masturbation. There's also. What, do you know what? My but friend, what what is the frustration on? Is it on the like subject you can, you're watching, like, or is it like you can, fuck? You can, I, I, I didn't you, turn off the fucking light, and then you're wanking or something. Oh like. well, stress <laughs> relief. I'm a, I'm assuming. I mean, again, again, disclaimer. I'm no expert at all, but this is just through my <laughs> hilarious uh, quote, unquote, research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just to, to relieve stress. I I, I also know like I've, like I've read the whole School of Life book on sex and the psychology behind it and eroticism from mm-hmm. Esther Pro and her work. Like going deep on it as well as researching via porn because you just got to keep a balance, you know. And if, like the, the things I'm learning about the human psyche and, and sexuality mm. is just so interesting. Like how you can literally dislike someone, but be sex, so sexually attracted yes. to the fact that you dislike mm. them and mm. like Mm-mm-mm-mm. have violent mm. orgasms to them. Yeah. It's quite mad. And then yeah. the woke wank is an interesting one that my friend who's a sex teacher. The woke wank? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I landed on this. I landed on this. This framing of the woke wank, okay. but um, I, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it. But she was like, we were talking about What's that, um, a Mother Teresa wank or something. Like, <laughs> like <a good laughs> wanking to Mother Teresa. You know, what? I think someone's actually done that. You know, yeah. Anyway, no, not yuck. I'm so sorry, Mother Teresa. Why did yeah, I say exactly. that? Exactly. So judge. Sorry. So judgy, oh no, I know. Man. So judgy. What? You know what I was thinking? It was I was thinking about that particular <laughs> fetish with very very young men with very 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 old women but you know what that was my own internalized ickness that i had expressed un- uh, subconsciously so i do apologize and i retract that each so, to their own man each to their own as long as it's it. legal as long as it's legal i don't give a shit you do you i mean okay let me not make a joke there that's <laughs> yeah. fully why but, not make no. the joke no, I, I was going to say because legal, because legal, yeah. No, Ruben, don't do it. I think I know where you're going to go. Can you not cut it out? Can you not edit this out? No, because I edit and I'm not looking for this. <laughs> That's sitting through real time. That's long. Um, <laughs> I, I can give you the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you edit it, Poppy. I ain't going to fucking do it. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, so go, just going back to so so the, mm. the legal thing was just around the idea of uh, li- like legal rules are created by humans who are complex and paradoxical and also it's someone's opinion which is usually subjective. That's no, kind no, no, of guys, where I was guys, go, no, 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 no. When I said legal, I meant of age. That's I meant. So no, like. Oh, okay, kid, right, 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 right. No, no, kiddie fiddling, no underage shit. As long as it's not that, just what, do whatever you want. That's yeah, where I was I'm, going with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, um. On the record, totally agreeing with you here. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad we cleared that. <laughs> no, okay, let, let's just quickly go back to the work wank here. So my yeah. friend Sarah, she's a sex ed teacher, and we were talking about masturbation and porn. And she goes, um, "What? When? Do, when? T- t- tell me about your masturbation experiences." So we we start talking, and then she says, "Have you ever um, wanked not without porn?" And I was like, "Yeah." Of course I have. And then she says, tell me more about that. And I said, well, what I'll do is dip into fantasies of past experiences or things I've seen or or things I might want to do. And so I would masturbate to that image. Right. Mm. And she's like, "Okay, cool. Now, have you masturbated without porn or that image? And I'm like, sorry, what? So what on earth am I masturbating yeah. to? Yeah, what are you, what's in your, what, what are you playing in your head then if you don't have either mati- source materials? Right, and her answer was no source material. No. And her answer, <laughs> <laughs> and her answer was no. You just learn to appreciate your body. So then I said, wait a minute. So oh, I'm wow. just stroking my dick and saying, oh, great dick, great balls. This is really really nice. <laughs> I like myself. And, and then I orga- orgasm. And to me, that's the wokest wank you can ever do. 
Oh, and that's so how we came wank, up with the idea of woke wank. But I, I've tried to do yeah. it, and it just my mind just goes straight back to like picturing but, sex or something. But can I? Um, Isn't that narcissist wank? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no, that's like that's like self love, Aaron. Oh my god, Sorry, thank okay. god you're going to this therapist, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell. So I have a lot of, a lot of my girl mates, um, a lot of my girl mates, you could argue, do the woke wank. They're, mm. you know, of course they have some, some source material that might crop in every now and then, but they yeah. are like, it is what Almas just said. It's like self-love, self-care, pleasure. Like I love my body. Like I'm, 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 I'm touching my labia this way. I'm, I'm giving yeah. myself pleasure. <laughs> like this is what I like. Um, I can't do that, but I know loads of women who can. Right, right. There's also the, the nervous wank. Yeah, there's, there's like, so yeah. many categories. There's the nervous um, wank, yeah. danger wank, hate wank, rage wank, woke yeah. wank. Yeah. There's, there's the focus <laughs> wank as well. What's like, the focus wank? <laughs> so basically... <laughs> It so basically, like it's sounds like a martial arts, like your cheese. <laughs> no, did you, you want? Like, okay, so let me explain my process of the old focus wank. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> things I'm a, a procrastinate on where my brain knows I need to go into deep work yeah. for a couple of hours to do this. Oh yeah, but yeah Until yeah, I get yeah, this yeah. crap out of my system, my brain will not yeah. level down. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, you, it's yeah, the yeah. pre-focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the okay. Oh cool, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Of course, I do that all the time. And then there's the board wank. The the procrastinate. You have the opposite of that, where you're like. You actually have so much shit to do. I'm just gonna wank like, it off. You know what? I'm just gonna wank instead. Yeah. But do, do you, I'm gonna do wank you... instead. I'm gonna order some shit from ASOS. I might get some coffee, and then I yeah. might think about doing that work. Yeah. But I'm probably not gonna do that work. And probably at this level, all at the same time. You're an ASOS, right? <laughs> You're an ASOS with a coffee in your hand. That's real G shit. That is called but... a multi multitasking wank. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do, uh, do you think as well, like in regards to like, if we're like honing in on the human experience and the biochemistry around orgasm and when, what it releases in the brain, do you think that some people need more dopamine hits? Like I know people in the creative industries that are super fast thinkers, they're totally creative and they usually need a lot of stimulation. So they look for stimulation to release dopamine question. and therefore orgasms is part of that. Because that's something I've been unpacking with one of my friends, actually. Yeah. OK, well, I um, I, I wank all the time and I, I'm like a cum machine when I wank. And I yeah. so it, it must be true. I'm a creative. <laughs> I wank and I cum. And I neither yeah. don't know. I'm joking. Um, that's such a good question. I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, um, God, fuck. I, uh, I know that I need it. Yeah, I, um, I definitely think there's something about there's that. There's something you know. there, though. I, I yeah. get what you mean. There's something Brain there. chemicals release dopamine, needing stimulation constantly. Because I unpacked it with my therapist as well. And, and a lot of people I know that are like highly creative and highly driven, their sexuality is also quite high. And whether Ooh. or not they masturbate regularly, I don't know. But sexuality and creativity, I think. Mm. It's, it's, it's like creation, isn't it, in a, in a way? Yeah. I don't know. There's something there that I can't land on, but... I think there's something there. Well, is I think definitely... like it's the um, the feeling of expression, like express mm. as in release, you know, and mm. and also we're talking about wanking, but like, like sex in its nature or intimacy in its nature is creation. It's like creating mm. energy. You're making things. Um, you're collaborating, you know. <laughs> That's what That's I'd say. It, right? You're co you're yeah. collabing with yourself. Literally. Collabing. <laughs> You, do you find in, in, in obviously you've done quite a few episodes and you've talked about sex and relationships and I think Almas earlier said that you um, they kind of rate highly like what, what do you find when 
when you are talking to people um, about sex, do you, you, you find that people are very open? Do you find that actually there is a kind of a sexual utopia within the South Asian community and that we are talking about it freely and openly? Or do you think there is some hesitancy? I think so far, we this is our first like, is it our first like sex episode? We've done relationships. Oh yes. my God, love yeah, it. we've we've, we've oh, had wow. in, like yeah inside conversations around sex and relationships. Yeah, no, we haven't brought someone else in. You're the right, first. Okay, all right. To also explicitly yeah talk talk about sex. Um, I think, in my experience, it's not something that's spoken about openly. I think mm. it's much better than it was when I was when I was young. I remember mm. telling my brother what sex was when we were probably about. I don't know, like maybe like 11-ish. I mean, he mm. might, he would have been like eight years old. But I thought it was quite a matter of fact thing to say. I was like, oh, yeah. like this is actually what happens. But then my auntie told me off. And I was like, but it? this is what happens. I don't know. I don't know what. I was. I also, for me, it felt like an act of care. Mm. So he so he was equipped and he knew what, Absolutely. what was going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. So mm. it was really weird to sort of be scolded or punished for it. Um, I wish we spoke about it more because I think I would have my sex resources were like the we had a four YP clinic that would come round and it was like a bus yeah, with like yeah, booklets yeah. and condoms four, and stuff. What's a, what's a four YP clinic? Four YP stood for four young people, and they would right. come round to the schools and just give Sexual lots of information. Educators. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we'd like go to the four YP bus, but like it was it wasn't it, all of my sex education came outside mm. of the house or came from outside right. of the house and i wish that it was i wish that it wasn't that to be honest because what then i lacked was like the knowledge of like care sensuality yeah, like safety. the importance yeah. of love right. yeah safety mm. knowing your boundaries knowing your body like also understanding like your period starts and you and we mm. i did have support when i when i started my period but i didn't really understand the relationship of my period to sex yeah 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 um and there's just so much that we don't know about each each other and ourselves and i still think that's the same and i think that not a lot of research is done into men's bodies either um yeah. i think women only get a, a a lot of research because they're interested in us reproducing yeah oh wow and that's Fuck what it is, isn't it? Let's be real. Yeah. Mm. Go- going back to um, the people that get in your DMs, Poppy, with like the abuse, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> what segue talk- was that? <laughs> no, no, sorry, my brain's just been... St- <laughs> what the hell? Like, <laughs> Do you know what? I just I'll took last, a left. Almost just did a mic drop moment. Like, we were doing a hate wank. Your epiphany. <laughs> and, yeah. and, now, and now we're just going back to hate wanks. Yeah, <laughs> no, and also, and and also Ruben, no, Poppy actually Ruben asked you a question. Thing. Poppy asked a question. Okay, yeah. sorry, Poppy, what was the question again? Uh, Do we think about... Oh, sorry, I was fingering my bum. you <laughs> <laughs> it. That's why I've called multitasking man. fingering of the a-hole. I might have. Um, no, I, I asked you guys, like, what in your, ex- in your mm. experience and opinion, when you are talking about other South Asians about sex, like, is there an apprehension? Are people open? Are people still quite cagey about it? It's just trying to get a lay of the land mm. uh aaron do you want to answer i've got my my thoughts yeah well i guess in in relation to the pod we've we haven't we haven't had that many conversations i think because the pod kind of like spans across breaking stereotypes and mm. there's a lot of fucking stereotypes and there's a lot of stereotypes oh yes um 
yeah we we we've kind of broke different things I'd, I'd i'd be interested i don't know if it's like something like one of the hit questions that we ask different creatives i'd probably think ruben and mass would be better to answer ask guess that but yeah we just haven't explored it that much i don't think really yeah um, mm. yeah I, I second that man again on the pod we haven't right but in 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 private life and personal conversations with my south asian people yeah. even yeah, yeah, yeah. then still it's a bit of labor for me to actually get that conversation going a yeah. and then actually to feel that they're being honest like, I, f I feel the community has been so suppressed around it that mm. even conversations with themselves in their head, alone yes. in their bedroom, mm. will be edited. Totally. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I think 100%. that's how deep it is that yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah mm. there's so much work to be I done. I don't even there, know I if think. it's a South Asian thing, though. I think it's also coming from my generation. I think it's... A, it's well, I don't know. Oh, you're right. People of color thing. Yeah. Well, most nah, most man. of Some my, of my, circles. my my friends from my black community are quite open. I, I would say more the West Indian than the African friends yeah. of mine are yeah. a lot more open around sex. I mean, their music speaks of it all day long. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's fairly normal to be sexually active and, and proud even. I've also um, in one of our earlier episodes we discovered that Aaron and I haven't ever been intimate with another brown person, and. That yeah. still stands for me. Yeah. Uh, if, if anyone wants to explore then and you're not weird, then just... Uh, <laughs> DM Slide yeah. into yeah. Elmas's DMs, please. Yeah, um, no aubergine well, emojis. I think my wife works out yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. That's our answers, Poppy. No, that. It's, 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 a con it's a constant uphill battle. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I thought you guys would be like, nah, you know, we spoke to so many people, we speak to our friends, you know, you're all cool, creative types. And I'm still surprised at the fact that we we don't talk about it as much. And I think what you said really, I think ring, rings true. Like a lot of people self-censor even in their own heads, even when mm. they have yes. a conversation with themselves. And yeah. that's exactly why we did this podcast. Cause it's like, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. at least if you're having this conversation to yourself, be honest with yourself about what you want. Yeah. The shame Do you know runs what I find? Deep, yeah, the yeah. shame runs deep, but the thing that I find really honestly fascinating is Indian or South Asian culture is like, is basically one big innuendo. And like, yeah, I, I find that so bizarre. Like when you look at like the old school, um, like Bollywood movies, Bollywood, yeah. they were all yeah. set in brothels, like where the woman's wow. like performing, saying, hey, 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 I'm looking shy underneath my dupatta, like come through, do you know what I mean? And then like, you... and then, what were we gonna say, Poppy? No, 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 you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. Well, yeah, I'll, and then like, I'm, like Karma Sutra, hello. Like everything is tantric, everything is sensual, everything is the suggestiveness of it all yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's laced, like we are such a sexual culture, it's wild. And you fucking reproduce a lot. I mean, have you seen <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We're obviously walking out all yeah, day. The, the comedian, I can't remember, is it Russell Peters? Is like, clearly, Indians are not seen as sexy and we are the least performing on dating apps, but we're fucking. There's like a yeah. billion of us. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and Almas, you've literally like nails on fucking heads on this podcast. Like, we talk about it in, in Brown Girls Do It Too. Like, the whole culture is one big fuck off paradox. I mean, the irony is yeah. not on anyone. My porn and the things that I like was totally informed as was Rubina's 
totally informed on the 90s Bollywood that I grew up on. Mm. And it's innuendo and, 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 and like, mm. you know, like flicking your eyelashes and the guy, like the, the woman being submissive and the guy dominating. I mean, the whole thing was just one mm. big repressed, cunt-lust, dick-lust, melting pot of fucking <laughs> fuckeries. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you consume that subconsciously and that's who you... It's, and it's just... I mean, I know I don't watch Bollywood films now, but I, I know they're much more open and, you know, people kiss now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and they do all that shit. <laughs> but, like, back in my day, uh, it was just, it was so suggestive. So, yeah, and then you're the Kama Sutra. But I think someone said this to me, don't quote me, but I think when the Brits came over, because obviously you've got Hijra, the Hijra community, the third gender. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, you've got so many different gods and goddesses. I'm sort of, I'm talking about when we were all Hindus, not necessarily when we, you know, found Sikhism and Islam, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the Brits brought their kind of slightly stuffy attitude and things things changed. But uh, it's but the Brits have moved on. You know, we're still very patriarchal, very, mm. you know, we're deeply misogynist still. We uphold those values. So it's a constant, like, you're just juggling these two identities that are so different and you can't marry them together and you can't find a common ground because they're so different. Yeah. Mm, yeah. mm. and that's that's it it's a constant I mean you know I talk about you know leading double lives especially when you're a South Asian and then when you're a Muslim on top you're just like constantly you're you're it's like oil and water your worlds oh, don't no. mix they, they they just constantly live um side by side uh and when you're a geriatric millennial like me you just get fucking tired <laughs> you're like Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ um so yeah <laughs> do you think there's like yeah. does this exist or do you think that it like it would be useful and beneficial for the South Asian community. I, I mean, anywhere in the world, but I guess we're all based in London. So to have like a sex positive, I don't know, gathering circle just to talk, like get information, share stories. A hundred thousand percent. I almost want that, what you just mm. described for the older aunties and the, and the uncles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm. I, um, I have a friend who is uh, a friend of her who's a doctor and, um, you know, South Asians and our love affair with diabetes. We all fucking have diabetes, you know what I mean? And the men, they can't get it up, so they have to take Viagra. And so they don't talk about it. And th th there's just so many things. I think our generation, we have each other. We have social media. We can find our community, our tribe. There's less, you know, we're, we're sort of not restricted by the chains and shackles of shame. But, you know, you, you go to an auntie, even in her 40s, you know, um, or 50s, and it's a completely different experience for them, you know? Yeah. So I, I would love to have that, what you just described for mm. older women, um, where mm. it's women only spaces and men only spaces. But I think someone, I don't know if it was Aaron or Ruben, someone, the, the, the shame runs so deep, like it is in our DNA. Mm. Uh, it's so entrenched. And it's like, I, I think it will take a couple of generations, really. Mm. To, um, not yeah, to be yeah. free of it, but yeah. to, to really kind of, oh, do you remember that? thing called shame that happened in our in our community it's like a hundred years ago <laughs> you know what i mean like it's mm. it's we're, we're still we still live it and breathe it now so I, I would love for that space to and i think also i don't know what it's like for your communities but none of the women can speak english and it's the same for the um some pakistani Mirpuri communities like the women can't speak english so they just cut themselves off uh by mm. default from so many of those spaces because they can't you know engage yeah, with access yeah yeah, and it's, it's 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 really difficult. I remember when I was at the BBC Asian Network, I had to do loads of videos um, in Bengali for uh, my community because it was the ethnic, the sorry, black and minority ethnic communities that were really not engaging with the vaccination and COVID and mm. 
all the thing, things that come with having to protect yourself. And so it, it is really quite sad. Um, and that's your health, you know, imagine what it's like for your sexual mm -hmm. health, probably non-existent. There's, um, it's on, on the same point, there's a story, or a novel by um, a woman called Balikor Jaswal, and, this, and it's titled Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows. Um, and I've just started reading it, so I'm I'm not in 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 it. But it's a a, late, a young woman who needs a job, finds a job in the Sikh community, yeah. and um, te starts to teach them English, and they start to write erotic stories. But they're like aunties, so mm. I think like I mean, I started reading it because I wanted to learn a bit more about sensuality from a brand perspective, mm. and also because I would love to know more about sensuality from elder women in the South mm. Asian community. Um, Cause I don't have that many, I don't have any actually older South Asian women that I can talk to about sex. Oh my God. Yeah. I have zilch. Zero. Yeah. Minus, I don't, minus I really want them to have more orgasms. Yeah. I mean, they may be having orgasms or we could just be presumptuous and think they don't, but they're, they're not, I mean, they're, I, not yeah, talking about right. it. I mean, they're just not talking about it and to each other, at least have another girlfriend or another auntie that you could be like, you know, whilst you're shopping. He blew my back out. You know what I mean? Like, and, I have a dream. That note. <laughs> <laughs> I have well, a dream of two aunties like making biryani and having <laughs> well, the mother-in-law's in the in the living room and she, the mother-in-law's on the phone to the other mother-in-law and the mother-in-law network talking about their orgasms and the two aunties <laughs> in the living room in the kitchen, sorry, making biryanis and having little little chinwag about their orgasm and it's like that's that would be great that would be a great but short liberation and biryani <laughs> no, honestly that that is that's a movie that's a that's a short that's something man yeah there's something in that <laughs> um but you know it's like you guys are doing it with your podcast hopefully we're doing it with ours and i think it just change happens when you just talk about it when you just yeah. talk mm. about it in public and mm. and you hold your head high and you, you know you're not ashamed of it yeah i think um what I think um are you Sorry. No, no, Ruth, go, go. No, I was just going to say, I think that's a part of it. I, mm. I think where I am with, with change in general is like inspiration and, and conversations are great, mm. but I, I don't honestly feel they're enough. Like, yeah. I like constant work with these communities and groups on an ongoing basis to support them through making these changes, like long form psychotherapy, you know, is, is needed or we will just keep talking about it. And the people at the fringes are the people that are going to be listening to the conversations and, and, and trying the things yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I agree. The, do you know what I mean? The yeah, no, I totally really agree. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah. And, and someone said, will we ever change? I mean, I don't want to be bleak or anything, but I mean, I don't know. I look at my parents, right? And I think in 30 something years, they've shown change. But yeah, I would say slow, it has been the slowest yeah, motherfucking man. change yeah. on the planet. Yeah, to go I mean, back to my to go back to my dinosaurs at the very beginning, it's like yeah. fucking a fossil. Fossils have fucking formed quicker than my parents have shown change. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah And yeah, fossils yeah. form over millions of years. And how much effort and energy have you put in to try to facilitate that change? And that's how slow could, it's taken. You, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you could see me right now, I'm literally just like resting on this little hatch door. I'm and I'm exhausted just thinking about <laughs> constantly ebbing away at them. Like, nah, I can't do this. No, no, no. And it is it is like. David and Goliath, it's gargantuan yeah. this effort, and it's like the change. I mean, I look at them and there is hope, but it's so <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. Oh, slow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just wait, wait for him to die. 
you and know just what? F- you and know it know sounds I mean? awful. Focus on intervention yeah. over cure with the next gen. I mean, that's how I'm. I'm you know, I, I, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I mean, yeah, I, I have to. I mean, yeah, my parents are so traditional and so conservative, um, and they have a daughter who has a. Sex you must podcast. be a dream. Well, they don't know I have this sex podcast. Obviously. No way. Oh come on, Poppy man. Sorry, sorry no, to be no, the bearer. No, of no, bad no, news. no. They don't see. You think that they do, but they don't speak English. They don't pick up the Times. They don't read the Huff Post. They don't right, listen right, to the BBC right. Asian Network. Why on earth? How on yeah, earth how, would they know? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have social media. They just know how to use YouTube. We're not on YouTube. You don't mm. understand how, how like how that community can be so cut off from mm. from British mainstream community. It's so right. easy. It's so easy. Wow. I remember this woman in the Times when we had a six-page spread just after we won the award, and that's when I, I know awards mean nothing, but in our case, they meant everything because that's when things changed for us. And uh, she's like, "Oh, your parents don't know," and I was like, "Why would they know? They don't read the Times. They can't speak English." They have, mm. they're so cut off yeah. from, from m- m- mainstream media yeah. outlets. How yeah. a, a shy of a cousin going up to them and I don't talk to them anymore. And why would they? It would be so embarrassing for them to go up to them and be like, Poppy does a sex pop. Do you know what I mean? Like what's in it for them? Like I don't, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I haven't done anything to them. I have right, to put right, myself right. off. There's no revenge. They're not getting, do you, do you see what I mean? They're not mm. trying to, so if, the only way they could know is someone saying to them, some, a cousin or someone being like, oh, this is what Poppy does. Um, but they, they didn't, they don't know. If they know. did, what would the implication or impact on your relationship uh, with your parents be? They disown me. Mm. Yeah. They'd yeah. cut me off. I mean, I don't, not probably not forever, but they would cut me off for sure. I'm for, giving for, you hugs. Ah, oh, well, I'm sort of waiting for them to disown me, joking. I'm <laughs> waiting for them to cancel me, honey. Um, they would, they absolutely would. There'd be no denying it. Yeah. And, and so when you're doing your podcast and when you're doing, you know, all of this work for yourself and for the community, um, what's then your driver to like, you know, it's quite a big risk, isn't it? To, um... So my, um, so for all the trolls that we get, we get some fucking amazing messages, guys. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, that's and great. Honestly, and I and I and I want to give that airtime now because for if, if mm-hmm. for one of those messages, I feel mm-hmm. completely validated. Wow. Even just one message saying, "I can look my husband in the eye because I can now talk about what I want sexually because of what oh, you guys yeah. have done on this podcast." Yeah. I'm like, you know what? My work's done. <clears throat> my, like one <clears throat> message, my I feel total validation. And I think this is the other thing. Like, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna stick my neck on the line and put my head above the parapet and have my parents hate my guts and disown me better be for something fucking worthwhile and yeah, those better women, change the whole culture yeah yeah and, and, and if those if, if women are sliding into our dms and young men but if women are coming into our DMs saying this i wish i had this you know where were you 10 15 years ago like i'm like my work here's done you know i, I am so and then that is really and i know it sounds really fucking cheesy but that is really what motivates us because yeah. i sometimes look at us and i'm like i wish i had me when i was fucking growing up mm. like i wish i had that's a, what we us. think you know what yeah. i mean like you guys too exactly <laughs> Like, I wish I had your podcast growing up. Like, we just, we just, and it's now, I feel like in the last five, 10 years, like the South Asian creative collective has just gone, you know, because mm, yeah. we yeah. were, we were largely in the shadows in the nineties. You know, we weren't sort of nobody. We were all trying to be doctors and lawyers. We were actively discouraged from going into the creative industries because of course they never made any money, which is obviously preposterous and not true. So I think now really in the last sort of five, 10 years, we're having, we're having our moment to shine, but, um, but the, the messages we get are just, they're so inspiring. They're so uplifting. They literally make me cry sometimes. Mm. Um, mm. And it's, and, and that is what makes it worthwhile. 
Mm. And I do will you... continue to, to keep doing it. And that, sorry. No, 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 you go, you go. No, I was just going to say that's just a beautiful um, note to kind of round up on, Yeah. actually. Because I just want to say, yeah, well done for doing the work that, that you are doing in this space, especially even though it wasn't initially planned. It's like sometimes I think we land on the things that we're kind of supposed yeah. to do. Not yeah. like we should only do one thing, but clearly you seem quite aligned to what I think the world needs and, and what you're clearly passionate about. What I want to say, like in continuing this love fest, like what you guys do, going against the grain, like I've always felt that my whole life. Yeah. And I think mm. to find other like-minded brown people, South Asians who are going against the grain, because this is the other thing, you know, I often, I'm in spaces where I'm not with, I'm the token brown, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would love to, I think Almas was saying, having a space to talk about sex, but having a, 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 a real life space to not just sex, but everything would be so mm. cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, that would be wicked. So I think what you guys do, the fact that, you know, you, you are going against the grain, that you spotlight people from our community who are doing weird and wonderful things is actually fucking amazing. So mm. you know what? You're all bloody great. You know what I'm saying? Cheers. Cheers, Poppy. I, I just, uh, just a question before we start rapping. Do, mm. do you feel responsible? Do you feel like you have a responsibility now? I do now. Space? I do now. Yeah. And really is that, do. does that weigh heavy on you? Like creatively and, and no, no, not at all. The day it does weigh heavy on me is the day I need to bow out and pass that baton on to someone else. But okay, no, okay. not at all. I love it. The day it becomes unfun is the day yeah, I'm you out. Got a shift, yeah, yeah. I got to go because I'm just like I've got a, my life with my family is so dark, and I, so I need this is fun. Like I need to have fun everywhere else. And so the moment it becomes like full of drama and 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 just too much. I, I me and Rabina, we're like. We're like Jack and fucking Rose. Like, you jump, I jump, remember? Um, <laughs> big up Rabina, by the way. Big up Rabina. She's amazing. And I was like, look, the day one of us is unhappy and we don't want to do it, then we both bow out, you know? Um, mm. And that's mm. why we called it Brown Girls. Well, not the Asian Network called it Brown Girls Do It Too, because hopefully we get to pass it on to two other girls or three other girls right, who, right, right, right. who who want to continue it. Because, you know, conversations evolve and they change. And I, we're very aware that series one and two are the experiences of three and then two straight women. But straight women weren't even talking about sex. So let us lay some groundwork and then hopefully, Jeez, yeah. you know, I mean, the LGBTQ plus plus community can. And that's what we're trying to spotlight in series two. Um, th those those voices and those experiences. So hopefully we'll continue and then someone else can take over. And we want to share that space. You know, it's not, it's not about us. Love that. So this is it. I love Perfect. that. I, I love the idea that the um, project can live on. I think that's a really oh, big change. Oh, it has to. Actually. It has yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm going to be in a, a care home, Dublin continent, and I want to listen. I want to put the radio. I want to put the radio on, yeah. um, and listen to two other amazing women. Yeah. You know, talk about their experiences being a South Asian. 10, 15, 20 years from now, what are those conversations going to be? I can't wait. Wow. While the care mm. is cleaning my bloody tenor lady. You've <laughs> blown not on genuinely like you've blown my mind because I'm thinking like we talk about the Owl Pod and. Like it doesn't actually have to end. Like someone, it's like t like TV series, you know. Like a new mm. cast can come through, and it's the idea that's the most important thing. And you've created yeah. space for these conversations to happen in a personable, exactly. relatable, safe way. And hopefully, more women are going to be empowered, and everyone else, not just women, but yeah. people are empowered to talk about our bodies and how we want to serve them better and do so mm. in a safe way. Totally. Yeah, man, our sexuality, sexuality and eroticism generally is literally part of the human experience, man. Yeah. And I honestly feel we should just embrace it like we do other things. Yeah, totally. 
absolutely. Like our mental health, everything. It's just as important. Yeah. Last question to all three of you. At what age do you think you would stop having sex? I want to continue having sex till the day I die. So you yeah. maybe die actually having sex? and you're... Oh, That would be a pretty great mean, way to it? go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great ex exit plan. I would I actually think. rather die having an orgasm. And it, oh, if that's I'd, what, I'd, what I'd, an I'd, orgasm I'd, means I'd, I'd as want, well. Yeah, I'd rather... I'd like, no, sorry. Um, sorry, I'd yeah, rather die ranking. Mas no, masturbating. And then really, like, Poppy? Like, yeah, I'd rather just... You die alone? No, but or, you know, oh, I'm assuming there's no audience there. Sorry. No, it's but like, I'd, I'd rather point. like, yeah, I'd rather die having sex, but I'd rather probably prefer to die like a wank. A woke wank. A woke wank. Exactly. <laughs> 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 a woke wank um, in its purest form. That is yeah. how. Yeah. Well, what about you? Uh, well, what I was gonna say is that um, orgasm in French is la petite mort, and that is a little death. And it, the idea is, is that when you orgasm, you die and you come back to life again. It's like a renewing mm. almost. Um, yeah. What was the question? How you'd like to die? Uh, what? No, it's not how you'd like to die. <laughs> it's like what age do you think you'll stop having sex? What age? Are you, yeah. I've never considered not having sex. Routed. All right. Two of you. You're going to keep it moving. If you don't mind me asking Aaron. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know. I guess until it stops becoming pleasurable or fun, and actually, not even mm. just for myself, for my partner. So, um, yeah. I what about you? Who me? Yeah. Yeah, I think I just want to. I just I'm going to keep going to as as long as I possibly can. Yeah. And, and even if it has I, to be a pleasurable experience, you don't want to be having sex when you. What for me? You don't want to. I love okay. where Aaron's. Is it Aaron? Who, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. where your mind goes. You're immediately going to the ne neggy stuff. Like, surely it's got. I mean, I'm really hoping that Ruben is not having sex and it's killing him on the inside and it's so painful, but he's still going. Hopefully. Well, surely we have sex because it's a pleasurable experience. Yeah, no, exactly. but No, but also, but the, I'm considering who I'm having sex with as well, you know. They might need it and want it. And at yeah, that that's moment, why I said at myself I'm not on and it, or but, my partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's dual gift. considerations here. No. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think I'll, I'll want to keep it moving. I, I have no idea how I'll feel if I survive to 80 and how, what my sexual energy will be like. Um, but also, it's at that age, it was like, will I feel sexy? But like, well, you know this, what I mean? You want to feel that before you actually indulge. This is another taboo. Like, I, I rarely hear old people talking about sex. I do, I do, like, and, but I know they have it because uh, this woman said to here, me, man. we're horny yeah. as fuck. Okay, yeah. don't think we're dry down there. We have yeah. sex and we yeah. love it. But it's yeah. another thing that is a bit like um, women going through menopause. It's not something I, it's not, those conversations are not something I come across often. Yeah. But it's the same yeah, with yeah. old people and sex. Like, they're, they're, I imagine they're still horny as fuck. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Still, and, they, and if they can, if their body will allow them hmm. and they find it pleasurable, they're still going. Um, you know what? As we move towards like the metaverse and whatnot, I, there's conversations around sex still having it happening without physical touch. You know, like if sex is a, a an emotional and psychological experience more than it actually is a physical experience because it happens in the mind. I don't know. There's conversations to be had there as well. So mm. who knows what will be when I'm 80? Yeah, exactly. All sorts can be going on, man. It'll be hard this to police consent in the digital world, but that's just another fucked up conversation. That's man. another conversation. Yeah, man. Poppy, it's been so beautiful having you on. Thank you very much Thank for you your guys. absolute honesty um, and passion. I've, I've really enjoyed the episode, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been it's been great being on your wonderful podcast. Thank you for having me. 
No, thank thank you. you so much. Sure, good, man. Well, listen, we can all get back to uh, actually. Let's just have a nice day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is this behavior? Well, imagine that, thinking about your sex life at 80 years old. Jeez, just closing my eyes and thinking my body at 80 is making me vomit in my mouth as well. I don't think I'd be able to get an erection for that. I think my penis would be so flaccid it would come, go into my body and come out of my ass like poo. <laughs> oh gosh, please forgive me for my imagination, man. It is uh, fairly uncensored at times. But I hope generally you guys enjoy the episode and found some stuff uh, interesting and hopefully liberating. I'm assuming a lot of our listeners have mixed views. I think there's a lot of progressive peeps that listen. Some people probably call themselves more traditional. But regardless, I hope there was something to take away there, man. Because, yeah, I just honestly feel it's a very honest uh, conversation that us as a culture need to have more often. Or just human beings, man, need to have it more often, I reckon. But anyway, that's just me and my preaching done. Now, if you want to check out a little bit more about Poppy, find out what she's up to. You can follow her on Instagram. She is at Poppy J, P-O-P-P-Y, double underscore, J-A-Y, double underscore. Or at least I think they're double underscores. They're the underscores that look longer than underscores. If they're not underscores, whatever they are, those long underscores, that's what separates the Poppy and the J. So again, that's at Poppy, double underscore thing, J-A-Y, double underscore thing. You can also listen to the podcast Brown Girls Do It Too on the BBC Sounds app or Spotify and just really get into them lot, just going in on their sex lives and the guests bringing their points of view and they talk about it all, man. It's beautifully raw. Now, if you want to stay up to date with us and what we're doing, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We are at What Is This Behaviour Podcast. On Twitter, we are at WITB underscore podcast. And that's the same on TikTok, WITB underscore podcast our website is what is this behavior podcast.com there you can learn a little bit more about the show why we put it together as well as kind of deep dive into what us as individual hosts are doing with our lives <laughs> and also if you listen to us on apple pod yeah please rate us it's super super helpful for getting word out there we'd really appreciate it man and until our next episode in two weeks and we promise we will be back in two weeks moving forward from january 2022 stay safe uh stay sexual and maybe if you're up for it be dirty a dirty eh? what is this behavior do you want it you're dying for it <laughs> <laughs>